Potheads, and welcome to The League, exploring League of Legends lore from A to Z. My name is Rebecca. And I'm John. My name is Mark. And today we're talking about The Prophet of the Void, Malzahar, who was released June 1st, 2010. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just another nice poor old. Little, little old boy got overlooked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm just an old boy. Nobody writes for me. <laughs> I can't in my... I don't know what the lyric is, but they say something there. He's just an old there. boy with his old prophecies. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Good at this. <laughs> now you have to have a, a whole Bohemian Rhapsody that's all about Malzahar. Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> There's it more. all about lore. all the champions that don't have lore, like all the old forgotten Ooh, ones. Oh, there you go. Uh, or like maybe the by the end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be the the capper. <laughs> It'll be him, Alistar, Cog. Your Magnus Opus. Yeah, <laughs> mostly just be all void champs, huh? Yeah, yeah. That's why I hate the void, or they have been waiting for a big moment. What is it? I'm telling you, they're just waiting for the MMO. <laughs> they're gonna relaunch everything void related. Is it supposed You're to be about right. the void? They haven't confirmed anything about it. That's just oh my, my god. Head oh, that's gonna be so funny if the MMO comes out and the void's not mentioned. Nothing. Right. There's nothing, nothing about it at all. <laughs> just like it's all like low stakes things. <laughs> no, I, I kind of agree with you. I think because you know it. It's a good... I mean, we saw it with Malphite, right? It's like you're not sure who to put someone up against. Just throw them at the void, right? It can always, always, you know, fight it, right? There's no ifs or... There's no questions about fighting the void, right? It's an easy thing to fight hordes of. Yeah, and I think at this point, there's so few areas of uh, Runeterra that don't have confirmed void activity that void, void enemies are something that won't prohibit... Uh, where mm-hmm. you can have people explore of Runeterra. You can have all of Runeterra and they could still be fighting void enemies no matter where <laughs> the fuck they go. It's true. It's true. You're not wrong. You know, maybe you would... Yeah. I think you're, I think you're <laughs> onto something. I really like it. It makes a lot of sense. You know, the pieces, they fall into place. That, yeah, that'll be fun. We'll see. You hear that, Greg we'll Street? I'm available for consulting. <laughs> now, now we'll find out that it wasn't actually about the void, but they were like, oh man, that's a way better idea. Cancel everything. <laughs> we're starting over. <laughs> Blame this man. <laughs> Blame Johnny D. <laughs> hey. <laughs> All right. So on the universe page, Malzahar has a bio. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Now, it's worth mentioning. He does have a short story on Universe that is not linked to his page. And Wild. it is not like it's not like it's a short story that's shared amongst many champions and it's just on their pages instead. It's literally just Malzahar, but it's just not linked on his page. I just forgot to put that little little bit of the code in on his page. Yeah. Disrespecting our boy Jared Rosen. <laughs> yeah. A, it's it's a good story. I like this one. And B, I think this is a relatively recent piece. I could be wrong. Um, yeah, I think that I think they've done that with a lot of the recent pieces where like as yeah. soon as they pop off the main page, they just forget to add them to the champion mm. pages Great. and awesome. they're impossible to find. <laughs> Come on. Yeah. Right, please. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> it's really hard to navigate the short stories if you don't have like the title or if it wasn't released, if it wasn't one of the last like eight releases and you don't have a title, it's really hard to find. Yeah, it's yeah. real rough. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever For people... Sure get upset like uh you should just point people to the universe page like it's shit like this <laughs> mm. yeah who wants to do their malzahar impression first Ooh, how do i always forget can someone explain know. to me how i always forget we're supposed to I do impressions? absolutely can't explain think, it to you i think it's you don't like baffling. doing it so your brain just blocks it out it's like i think that's it i also i i play malzahar quite a bit in aram he's one of my favorites in aram cannot for the life of me couldn't tell you a single fucking thing he says, honestly. Oh, really? Does They're he have a weird my voice? Brain. He does. Yeah. It's very filtered. It's Super very filtered. kind of like Cassidy almost. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> that, uh, that might be it. <laughs> yeah, he says, second sight ordains it. Oh, shit. Oblivion awaits. Oh, my God. That was, like, really okay. aggressive. Let's see what he <laughs> says when you pick this. Oh, that's what you You just took just my said. quote. No, <laughs> just wanted to see what he says. All right, John wrote down one for me. Bow to the void. I'll just do the first part. What? There's a second part, though. Fine, or be consumed by it. <laughs> there you go. It wouldn't have made sense without the second part. Right. Okay, I think someone just has my number. That's wrong. I'm sorry. 
I've been getting all these spam texts and calls and someone just texted me and said, hey, sir, just checking to see if you're at the WHSC in Palmetto, Florida loading. I keep getting calls from like Texas and North Carolina from people who think I'm like something to do with shipping. And I'm like, who the fuck? Please, please. no. Who has my phone number? Sorry. Actually runs Uh, a shipping conglomerate. (laughs) Just trying to keep the shit hidden. (sighs) Anyway. So we'll come out Malzahar. Yeah, Yeah. Malzahar. Malzahar's bio is by uh, Michael Luo. Yeah. I, I have no notes, but I feel like I could probably half-ass it unless somebody else. <laughs> sure, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm kind of at that space too. I just don't remember a lot of the names. Um, oh, I don't know anyone's name. I hope that is that something we need. Yeah, you need the names. Ah, uh, what? Yeah, I'm sorry. I mean, uh, I didn't write uh, them down, but you're gonna need. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> they're written down. Now I've forgotten everything. Um, do you want to half-ass it? Because I've I've got it pulled up, so I can just you know you can just like you'll edit correct in me as saying. I go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Oh, I forget now. All right, you pull up the story Suddenly and I'll bloody. half-ass it, and you plug in. How the does name. it start? Does someone get me like going? Oh, so Malzahar was time ago. Malzahar was he, not a normal boy in Sharima because he was not. Because oh, right, because he, he he had visions and stuff. Yep. Right, um, and then he was on the street. And was, like, using his visions to get money from people, right? He was, like, a street performer almost. And he was so good at it that eventually even the rich people took notice. But Malzahar, like, realized that everyone is scummy. (laughs) They all suck. He didn't like a single one of them, so he left. He's like, I'm out of here. And then he wandered around for a really long time. Years, I think. Until mm-hmm, the sand yeah. turned to salt, whatever that means. It means that he made his way to a Cathia. <laughs> is a Cathia salt now? I don't think I realized that. I, it's probably I salt and obsidian at this point. I, okay. Yeah, that's what this seems to imply anyway. <laughs> Interesting. Well, he, there he finds the void, I, I guess, and he does not die. That that should have been the end of the story. I kind of remember that line. But but it's not. He's he's now a changed man, somehow more powerful, I guess. He can give people purple uh, diseases, <laughs> is what I'm assuming that means, based on his own gameplay. So he leaves. Now he's like, all right, the world's scum. The Void wants to destroy the world. Let's do it. Let's Hell just yeah. hop on He's board, like, he's baby, Thanos, yeah. but he doesn't want to do half the population. He's down with all of them. Yeah. yeah. He wants no to kill hatsies. everyone. Yeah. That's all I remember. Did anything happen after that? Uh, he's out doing that. He's evangelizing. <laughs> he's kind of like a cult leader, and it seems oh, like yeah, yeah, his yeah. influence mm-hmm. is spreading. So more and more, there are people who are beginning to like. We saw it with like was it Kaisa's story where they'll put sacrifices out for the void, but it only makes things worse, right? Yeah, <laughs> so bad, they're like this will keep the void at bay, but like mm-hmm. nah, you're just feeding it. Those appetizers. <laughs> it's the nachos. It's like putting out order. putting out food for a stray cat and thinking like this will keep them away. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Literally, what it's like. Yeah. Oh, the boy's just a little stray cat. <laughs> or Yumi boy. We gotta champion. trap it. <laughs> oh, um, I love a cat. That's champ. it. So it seems like things are are exacerbating. Um, that's about where it yeah. ends. I like. Uh, I like that they they made a specific point of saying that Malzahar did not realize his gift until his parents had already succumbed to a wasting sickness. Uh, I feel like they just mentioned this so we wouldn't ask, like, oh, if he was able to see the future, why didn't he tell his parents <laughs> they was going to die? I mean, it's a good thing to, to, to like, head off at the pass. Like, they're dead first. I mean, I, I want the hand, sure. But on the other hand, I think, like, a young child having a vision of his parents' death and not realizing it was real until after they died, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Sure. And, like, that's kind of what kicks off his story because that's mm-hmm. real dark. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Malzahar... I can get behind Malzahar for sure, like this whole idea. Like, I feel like I've met this guy who's like, humans are a plague, man. We all just got to be destroyed. He just raised <laughs> like, catcher I've in the rye. He's like, <laughs> phonies, man. Oh my God, he's holding Caulfield. <laughs> oh, I didn't even th- no, you think about it. <laughs> yeah. Very he, misanthropic. He, he, like, he specifically had a quote too, like, he divined not just how callous people could be, but also how corrupt the world might yet become. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was funny, like, I don't think you need a divination for that, my dude. Like, <laughs> no. You just gotta look with your eyes, man. Just, <laughs> yes. You gotta wake Open up. Your third eye. <laughs> I almost, it's, I was thinking about it, I was like, it makes me think a little bit of like, uh, 
like this like the story of like the buddha right like because he abandons all of his like worldly possessions and just goes mm. out uh but he obviously he broke very bad right? <laughs> so malzahar is if buddha broke bad is kind of what you're getting yeah he's a, he's yeah. a triple b <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i like the idea with him he's, he's kind of interesting i think it's nice that he's not been around since the fucking first breath of creation and he is kind of like a local legend but it makes a lot of sense for what he's doing that yeah people like have heard of this prophet because he's out there saying hey i'm a i'm a prophet (laughs) this is what i'm here to do i'm gonna be honest so you know how like we look at cassadin's in gameplay and then we read cassadin lore and we're like okay well that's a starkly different power level from one to the other Mm. i assumed we would run into the same thing here because like malzahar's got some pretty sweet fucking abilities in game but like i was very surprised to find out that his actual lore is like oh no shit he's just opening these massive black holes into the <laughs> void and just fucking sucking in entire towns like holy shit yeah this guy's I way think... stronger than i thought he was gonna be going into this <laughs> sure yeah i mean he's so old right and it's like you're talking about thomas voice lines he's got like 12 voice lines just like cassid and he's got nothing you just kind of assume this is gonna be some old bullshit um but like yeah his short story especially i think communicates that too and it's i like the short story i know we were still in the bio but um yeah. But that was a good starting point, too. I guess that's it. We got the Malefic Visions call out in the bio. Uh, I'm sure. Always like a, a good it. reference to an in game ability. Why do yeah, I see oh, the yeah, word Cinnamon right, Toast yeah. Crunch in your notes? Oh, that was. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't read the full sentence. I just. My fat ass saw Cinnamon Toast Crunch. He got excited. <laughs> uh, you know, I just, I just thought it would be funny. You know, he's a prophet who can see the future, but can but see, he see why kids John. love Cinnamon Toast Crunch? <laughs> All right, so that was your commercial pitch for like the old. I don't even know if the Cinnamon Toast Crunch advertisements are still going with them. They gotta be. <laughs> that's why a great... would they drop a gem like that? God, that's that a great like three-panel comic, and then the third one is him just opening oh. whatever dumb asshole just said that to him. That'd be oh, great. I love it. Uh, all right, John, that's your next comic. You haven't done one of those in a while. <laughs> Actually, oddly enough, I have that exact comic, oh. but with Lee Sin. Oh my God, no, saw, I remember. He saw the yeah. end of the Ionian-Noxian War, but can he see why kids love Cinnamon <laughs> Toast Crunch? And then he just starts crying, and he's like, I see nothing but pain. <laughs> I see all these coins in my eyes. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> and then the guy's like, cut, cut the tape. <laughs> John, I think I think you need to uh, make a Cinnamon Toast Crunch comic with every single champion and see how you can make Every one of them. Okay, dope. Lissandra can see the coming of the... Just, just only with the blind champion. Right, just the same, yeah. No. Yeah, I like... The bio is relatively entertaining. I was not, like, terribly bored with it. I was in more... In, I would, it made me want more Malzahar, which is kind of sad. Yeah. not have more, I guess. It yeah. was actually about Malzahar. That it was, was nice. yeah. from the very beginning. <laughs> yeah, right. you start with Malzahar, you end with Malzahar. You know what? <laughs> it's sad that that's like a, a standard that we have to hold these two, but <laughs> it is satisfying, right? It's like, oh, here's right. Malzahar. He's like got a complete little backstory. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. We love this bio. It was about the champion that it was named after. <laughs> ten out of ten. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but he's a more solid idea than I was expecting, just mm. because I knew he was tied to the void, and because I knew nothing about Malzahar. Like, I've absorbed, before reading Lux and Garen's bio, I knew quite a bit about them just based on their shit, you know, <laughs> that they have going yeah. on. But Malzahar, I just really only new things because we'd already done Cassidy and Kaisa and mm. stuff like that. And I will say, I did have questions about some Malzahar logistics after yeah. his bio, but they were actually all answered very nicely in the short story. <laughs> so I liked that a lot. Um, yeah. Yeah. One other thing in the bio that I found interesting, it said that, uh, it basically said at one point in the story that like his soul was empty and then he, that's why he kind of went out into the mm-hmm. desert and sought the void. And then when he encountered the void, strange and unknowable energy saturated his mind completely so it's interesting that he went there empty and the void filled, filled him. him up <laughs> that is wow, that sounded yeah. like something else yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he left. Right. the void stuffed him good John! <laughs> you know, <it's- laughs> that's valzahar's backstory <laughs> stuffed by the void by- <laughs> a nine-part series on amazon <laughs> 
sometimes I try to think of fun things we could put on t-shirts, but I don't know about this one. You don't know about Stuffed by the Void? You don't think that one's going to make the make the cut? We wear it around Disneyland just like, oh yeah, just show it off. Oh, oh God. Uh, but yeah, that was, uh, that was the bio. Yeah. yeah. And uh, short story is called Feast of the Prophet by Jared Rosen. Just about him having dinner. <laughs> kind of. Right? <laughs> kind of, yeah. But yeah, the skin man, the legend himself, Jared Rosen. And there's a few things he's written before that have shown up, I remember. But it's always neat to see that name show up in the mainline stuff, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, yeah, so this one's following the... A, like we learned through the story that he's a Noxian. Like he's fleeing Noxus. I don't know if he's from there. We don't get a lot of detail around it, but he he committed some crime in Noxus. He like struck an officer, and so he is fleeing south into Shirima. Uh, his name is Mir. Mir. Mayer? That's how I read it. John yeah. Mayer. Um, <laughs> M-E-I-R. Uh, Mir. We'll say. And I think he has kind of run into this group of cultists while he's trying to get further south, uh, and he's kind of like stuck, like going to this meeting where they're like. He accidentally, like, you know, invited some some evangelicals in, and he's like, "Okay, I'll go to this one meeting." Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> he gets he's gotten roped into it in some somehow, um, but there's the center of this whole thing is that there's this big, big hole, and kind of the the opening paragraph is how like they throw livestock in here, they throw each other in here, and sometimes they throw themselves in here. Um, and he's talking with these cultists, and they're. Like their teeth are moving in their mouths and their skins just got crap wriggling under it. And they've got. That was like a surprisingly troubling image when he described the teeth <laughs> moving in the person's mouth. Yeah. Um, teeth, are ju- teeth should just stay put, you know? <laughs> hey, I teeth agree. out there, if you're listening, stay put. <laughs> stay put. No one's going to lose baby teeth ever again. Well, you <laughs> uh, but essentially, they're here to see the prophet, who we can all guess who that is. And. Um, He's starting. He's like starting to kind of freak out. He's like, I can't run. I need to get out of here. And he's like, you know, he's starting to panic a little bit. And the guy next to him was like, Hey, you need to stop thinking so fucking loudly. Your thoughts are really loud right now. So be quiet. Uh, and Malzahar shows up, and Malzahar starts. This gets, it gets a little like poetic. So you're gonna have to tell me what kind of what's actually happening here. And that Malzahar just starts giving like his oration or his sermon, I guess we would say. Um, and Mir is starting to have like these weird. Like visions, he's got like these flashing images of like m- this thing behind Malzahar, like this sort of presence that's behind him and like sh- silhouetting him and shadowing and like almost like framing him. I don't know. Uh, Big boy mommy. Yeah. Yes. And and I think it's interesting in that we, when we look at Malzahar, it's like uh, he's giving a sermon and he's starting to talk about like you know he referenced to like she and the, the this this idea of she like kind of pops into Mir's head before it's even said and he doesn't really understand where it came from. Um, and Malzahar is essentially kind of saying like the stuff that says I wanted my bio like turning everything into nothing I was wrong about that instead we're going to work in service of this she thing whatever she is um, and at that point this big hole just kind of everything just caves in this whole tent city of, of followers the, the followers mirror they're all just following, falling in and, and the void essentially just consumes them all right like that's that's what happens actually the description is really cool but you know for yeah, summary's sake very cool also, I like that they they took some elements from the Jack short story too when they were talking about the kind of how they were being undone by the void. It did have like the uh, you know where their being just slowly disappeared and they slowly lost bits of themselves until they just weren't anymore. <laughs> yes, yeah. Like the ending line is like a man who was like once called Mirror or something like that, like touches the void and then it just is gone. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's it's really cool. I really like this story. The writing in it, I think, is really good. I, I, at least I, I thought so. Yeah, it was very cool. It gave cool visuals, and like it definitely gave a next step up on like the power level of Malzahar, too. Because I think one of the questions I was left with after the bio was, like, he's a prophet. He's gathering people to him, spreading the, the word of the void. Um, but the main question was, like, how do you... That seems like a hard sell for a lot of people. <laughs> like, it seems like you'd get a, a few kind of crazy people that are like, yeah, fuck everything. But, like, the it seems like he was getting a lot of followers, which the yeah. whole, like, we should all die, it seems like it'd be harder to gather followers. But in this story, it's kind of made clear that, like, when people hear him talk, they're just, like, 
his voice is just in their heads now kind of controlling them like he's under their skin they become kind of one with the void so like it's not a matter of like oh yeah we agree with you it's like okay i just think what you think now because you took control of my mind sure yeah. <laughs> makes a lot more sense very spreading corruption type type situation yeah, yeah. um um so it's, that, i mean that was neat I was gonna say, like every description of of anything to do with the void here is is, is great. It's something I I hadn't noticed because I don't look at like champion splashes that much anymore, especially <laughs> old people like Malzahar and and all of his old, old splashes, <laughs> old man Malzahar, <laughs> you know, walking along in the air. Um, but like all of his old splashes, he didn't have anything going on with his forehead, right? He just had a hood. He was just a guy wearing a hood. And there's this this talk of, in the story when he first shows up, Mir sees him, and he talks about like his forehead is like writhing and like this fleshy webbing that's just holding something inside I was like what the fuck is he talking about is that like under the hood and then I went and looked at like the updated splash which I'm sure has been in game for like three four five years <laughs> and I was like oh no he's got a weird void situation void situation in his forehead that is <laughs> never got picked a void up on situation. <laughs> yeah um, but yeah everything about it is just like it's cool like I said teeth moving around in people's heads or just, mm. unsettling mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah I like two mirrors like description of Sharima really makes Sharima seem doomed. Mm. He's like, I don't know which direction I can run. Cause like, if I go this way, I'm going to run into that fucking resurrected emperor Azir. Who's looking <laughs> to take over the world. If I run this way, Noxus is controlling the shores of Sharima. <laughs> I certainly don't want to go there. And this way is a big ass fucking hole. <laughs> like yeah. maybe I can get behind the hole. That's my best bet. <laughs> Turns yeah. out he can't get behind the hole. <laughs> The hole. Oh, fuck. Not the hole. <laughs> um, I might be very dumb, but is the creature they're talking about here the she? Is that what Kaisa was kind of seeing evidence May- of? I thought maybe. Because like, feels- she was seeing evidence of an intelligent void creature, right? And everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah th- that's kind of what... Like, this is a shift. This is why like, I think this is a recent piece and probably something that's going to be mm-hmm. used to gear up void stuff is because it's, it's like it's a pretty big shift in how the void is depicted away from like a complete, just whatever, nothing personified mm-hmm. where it's like, no, there's like some controlling entity consciousness that it, everything is working towards. Like all the void is in service of this thing. So, yeah. And it, it seemed interesting too. like, it seemed almost like, uh, what we're getting here are kind of, void creatures but not void creatures that have like come through the gates and are now here like it almost seemed like maybe these are creatures that are actually still in the void but uh kind of you know like their ideas are just being brought forth by malzahar uh because they didn't they didn't seem tangible for for a lot of it um until they were mid consume being consumed yeah it's it's hard to say listener because if like you read this it's, uh, it's there's a lot of malefic visions and shit going on where yeah. you can't tell if this is happening in in Mir's mind or if this is something that's literally like yes they're literally falling into this void pit but like what's actually happening what are they seeing it's a little question questionable like unclear um but potentially potentially i was it was interesting because he also has like like i said visions where he can see like the void like up in the north like a future kind of vision of them breaking out and like he talks about like big spiders, which I thought was, I thought that was weird because like maybe he's just seeing a void creature that looks like a a big ass spider. But I feel like that's like why wouldn't he say something a little more poetic than just like oh it's a spider that's big? You know what I mean? <laughs> Ew. It's like is that something to do with like Elise and like Voidmar or something like that? Like I don't know. Maybe um, not. Maybe it's just a, a spooky <laughs> image. Spooky void times. <laughs> They're like, you know what else spooky. is spooky besides moving <laughs> a teeth? <big> spider. Spiders. <laughs> it was interesting because, I mean, one thing that we know about Malzahar is that his visions do come true. So, I mean, if he's already had a vision of uh, Rune Terror being consumed by the void, I mean, maybe it's just a foregone conclusion already. I mean, maybe. I think it, what's what's always interesting about Ikathia and that is that that's where they put Zillion, you know, Mr. Timey, Wimey, oh. Wibbly Wobbly. So you know maybe his vision can come true when they can still they can still save it they can they can pull some old time shenanigans you know mm-hmm. him and Echo saving yeah. Terra. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I wonder how soon after like the mist 
fucking ravaged all of Runeterra is the void gonna do it they're all like still picking up the pieces from that and then all of a sudden purple goo starts flying everywhere they're like come on man I'm fucking done fuck this I'm a fuck this place where we, there's some place in the galaxy right come here Aurelian soul please take me off of this you know Bilgewater's probably I don't I don't think I remember any confirmed void activity in Bilgewater maybe mm. they're the only place that's safe I don't know maybe. you know it's the I, mist I really, keeps them safe. <laughs> yeah. The mist was kind of whatever, but I am kind of liking the idea of starting to ramp up all the void stuff and starting to draw battle <laughs> lines, you know, like Aatrox would vibe super hard with Nazahar, put him on Team Void, you know, like I, I could get into it, <laughs> you know? <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. I like this story a lot. Pretty good. I would I would highly recommend it. Um, I was yeah, just surprised. It's not too long maybe. either. Yeah. Not, yeah. not too long. It's a long. good length. Like I said, Link maybe it's just the... like... Buy, like link it to Malzahar. Yeah, yes, please. Put it, right? put it on Mouse's page. It's please. good. Yeah. You know, it, and like I was so ex- surprised because you you said Dex was like, oh, Malzahar doesn't have a, <laughs> a color story, and I was like, eh, that's about what I expected. And it's like, oh no, it's just hidden. It's just a secret lore, <laughs> secret color story. <laughs> yeah. yeah, good uh, stuff. Now, he also shows up in the Cassidy bio, the Voidwalker, which I feel like at the time, since it wasn't explicitly said that Malzahar was the one who caused the big hole, like we were pretty sure it was <laughs> him, hole. but not like 100%. But like after reading Malzahar's lore and realizing that he's just going around from town to town making big fuck off holes, I'm pretty sure it was him, guys. <laughs> he's just digging holes. <laughs> like Built a character. Yeah. <laughs> fucking up people's crops left and right. Malzahar! <laughs> left this giant fucking hole. My golf course. <laughs> Put a divot on the back nine. <laughs> oh my god, Malzy Shack. Yep, thank you. <laughs> it worked perfectly. It's great. <laughs> it sounds like the name of his love shack, though. <laughs> it does. Surely he'd come up with something better than that. You know what I? I I'm excited for because I, I really hope Malzahar does. If they do a void event, which it seems like they are. Um, I hope Malzahar gets into it because I think he's a cool thing to have going on with the Void. It's not just a big monster. And yeah. um, I would yeah. really like to see him and Cassidy. In, you know, if we're talking about like Cassidy and Batman, right? Ezreal, mm-hmm. you know, Robin. <laughs> like, he's like, make him kind of like a Joker type. Like, give him, instead of them just being like enemies and they don't like each other, like Cassidy, super antagonistic, hostile towards Malzahar, and have Malzahar like, like, almost see him as like an object of like worship. Like, oh, I gotta drag this guy kicking and and screaming over because like I I love what he represents or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he kind of that's kind of like the vibe I get about them their relationship in the old lore. Exactly. That's mm-hmm. that's what I was gonna say is mm-hmm. take the old lore and use it here because I think it's a it's a really cool dynamic. It's more interesting in my mind. Yeah. I'll so. be really upset if they don't use Malzahar in a void event. Me too. He's just so central to a lot of things happening. I know. But I know he's an older champ. But visually, he's so cool. I think he's a like a pretty unique champion actually visually and yeah. i really like him i like his he's a solid solid look and like now that i know that he can just take over the minds of whole groups of people it seems like a great antagonist <laughs> yeah yeah definitely mm-hmm. you know he's not like he is super villainous but he it's it's nice when he at least thinks he's doing something that's like oh yeah this makes sense like he's not just evil for the sake of being evil a little bit you know but yeah for just yeah. when he's just a guy you know He's pretty distinct. He stands out. You know, he's, he's kind of cool. See him floating around and shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, in terms of his old lore, it's remarkably similar. Like, <laughs> from his original bio, like, it's basically the same, just less specific. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Um, and... The, it ends with the line, uh, standing alone, but not alone. Amidst the echoing dunes, he noticed the familiar voice escape his own lips in a parched rasp, bearing three words whose weight trembled his knees. <laughs> League of Legends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the old audience cheers. <laughs> God, that's my hometown. Trailer shot. Boom. I'm oh, from man. there. <laughs> I know that. I've heard of them. <laughs> Great. I didn't read the old bio, so that, that was a nice little surprise. Awesome. Yeah, I was surprised how like they they really didn't change anything about it. It's he started as a 
fortune teller as a kid, grew up an orphan, wandered off into Acathia by himself, gazed into the void, and was given void powers. <laughs> Wild. Hey, you know, it's it's so much better than these other old champions where things are just like wildly different across like two or three bios. They just have no fucking idea what they want to do. Like they know what they want to do with Nalzahar. He just he yeah. just needs the love. He just needs the yeah. he's a, his bundle of potential, right? He got locked in. <laughs> now he does show up oh, in three, six, seven. Jesus, seven Journal of Justice articles. All right, I'm gonna yeah. sit back. <laughs> uh, uh, a lot of them are mailbag of justices. To be fair, a lot of a people lot of are, what? are what? John? Mailbag of justice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, you said the thing. He said it. <laughs> um, so he shows up early in issue two, in an article titled "Unavoidable Musing." Uh. This, one was kind of uh, this is the opinion piece where a senior executive producer of Arcane, Alex Yee... Uh, <laughs> you can't call him anything else now, I love it. Uh, his Journal of Justice character questions the existence of the Void. Uh, and then when he questions Malzahar about it specifically after a match, Malzahar says, uh, it says, Malzahar only grinned in the sort of manner I've come to expect from serial killers and postmen, promising that I'll soon learn everything I need to know. So there are serial killers in this universe. And postmen. postmen yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're reading the Journal of Justice. Someone had to deliver this fucking Sunday edition. <laughs> that's true. That's how, that's how Jana's nudies were distributed via the old-fashioned post. Uh, anyway, I'll have issue four, which is a mailbag of justice. Where a reader asks why people go to Acathia if it's so dangerous. And the answer admits that they know very little about Acathia, but given the fact that there are so many weird people like Malzahar, Cho'gath, and Kog'Maw claiming to hail from it, maybe they should learn a little bit more about it. <laughs> it's a good call, buddy. Send more people in. <laughs> <laughs> One at a time. <laughs> uh, and then issue nine, we've got another mailbag of justice. A reader writes in asking why anyone cares about the League of Legends when the great prophet Malzahar has already predicted it will all be consumed. The uh, the summoner who responds says they'd rather use their magic to save the land and to be careful about following the prophet because he could turn on you at any second. It's almost like a little like, hey man, do you need to like call? Do you help? Like here's a number you can call if you've been <laughs> considering tabling, like dabbling in the void. Call this, this helpline. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Okay, and then then this is where shit gets real. Issue oh. fourteen. This is where Malzahar plans on sacrificing Cassidin's daughter to the void. Right. And he predicts, unsurprisingly, that Cassidin will come to rescue her. <laughs> Obviously, that happens. <laughs> uh, but when Cassidin attempts to stop Malzahar, the void energy interacts with Malzahar's dagger, ripping a hole in space, and a shadow creature drags Cassidin's daughter inside. It also interacts with a nearby energy conduit, causing a blackout. After the, incident, after the incident, authorities are hunting for Cassidin, because as they mention, the death of one person is not news and Zon, so they don't really give a shit about <laughs> Malzahar sacrificing yeah. that lady. They that get, lady. <laughs> they, they really care about that blackout, though. This motherfucker took down half the grid. Any human life. That's Zon, baby. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like with that, like if you look at like Malzahar and like his taunt animation, I want to say they do a lot of stuff with his dagger, and I feel like that maybe was something that they had wanted to be more of an important part of his character. Yeah. I didn't realize Malzahar had a dagger. Well, he flings like, it all around. I feel around. like he was supposed to be like sacrificial prophet, uh, okay. or like sacrificing more people to the void. But I feel like now. And maybe back in, in the hole. day, it was like, oh, I have to sacrifice him with my dagger because I'm just a dude. And now it's just like, I'm going to summon a black hole into the fucking void. Move, teeth. Get out the way. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, does that mean that Kenan is working for the void, pushing all those bodies into that Ooh. fucking hole? After he's killed them all. Maybe. That's why he's dresses in purple. Yeah. Ooh. Purple champions. Yeah. Oh, you guys kind of look like Malzahar. <laughs> a little baby Malzahar. <laughs> New canon. Uh, Now we've got another mailbag of justice in issue 20, where a reader asks, uh, since certain champions like Malzahar have abilities that seem like they'd leave real psychological trauma, uh, what services does the League of Legends offer its champions? 
Uh, they respond, uh, our champions can usually afford the finest luxuries with what is provided by the League, but psychological trauma is actually less common than you might suspect, because champions are subjected to judgments which test their mental fortitude before they're admitted to the League, and many have overcome extraordinarily difficult trials in the past. <clears throat> Doesn't mean they, you know, don't need therapy. No, that's how psychology works. <laughs> if you go through a trial once... You are immune if you to psychological trauma really in the future. If you really traumatic when you're a child, it you just makes you a super strong it. adult. It's like taking yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh so, I don't know who it was when we, we hit this before. And it's a funny line. Maybe it was even Cho'Gath, whatever. It's funny to think about, yeah, they do the counseling thing. But the thing is, now that we've like gone through a number of judgments, it seems like the shit on the, the rift would be way fucking worse than some of those yeah. judgments. Like A lot of them are just damn. like... No, this was just this. This is different than you remember it. Yeah. <laughs> not like yeah. someone eating your brain away. <laughs> yeah, repeatedly across thousands, yes. hundreds of thousands. <laughs> of and they just let everybody in, is what it feels like. Yeah, so that's true. I've never read a single judgment where they were like, "Oh, you're not suited <laughs> for the lead." <laughs> I mean, I guess. I started crying I when you stepped like in. This, this guy's gonna eat your brains. <laughs> so now he's over there doing the MC Hammer dance in the air. Uh. Oh, I mean, hell, Earth made it through. Earth made it past his judgment. <laughs> How dare you? Earth is the strongest of them all. Naimoa. Mentally and physically. Oh, hi, Nico. Uh, now, uh, issue 21 is the infamous mugshot article where Malzahar and Cassidin are arrested for fighting outside the fields of justice because, you know, outside the field, you're not allowed to fight. That's against the law. Uh, the, the League was alerted to this by Kogma, who led them there, seemingly drawn to Malzahar. And Karthus is also there for some reason. Dead, kind of, because he was dead to begin with. <laughs> He's just dead everywhere. <laughs> More dead than usual, I guess. It weakens it at burning. <laughs> That's hard to say. God, I want that Malzahar skin. I want that Karthus skin. Cast it in yeah. and my yeah, have to work skin. together. Who's <laughs> pushing him around? Right. <laughs> They got Karthus and Malzahar, or, <laughs> or uh, Kassadin and Malzahar are the two kind of <laughs> controlling it. That'd, be, that'd yeah. be great. I like the title uh, on this article, because it was like, Kassadin and Malzahar found fighting again. Like, they're like third graders. Yes. Like, to separate you two. Pulled apart from each other on a <laughs> Parents playground. have been called. <laughs> Sorry, you can't call Malzahar's parents. <laughs> oh, shit. It comes from a troubled home, man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then finally, we've got issue 28, the mailbag of justice, where a reader asks, why isn't anyone helping Cassidy tackle this whole void threat? Seems like kind of a big deal. And the responder just mocks them, saying there is no void, and just gaslights them and uh, calls Malzahar a hack that you don't have to worry about. <laughs> there it's is no war in Bossing City. <laughs> <laughs> And that's uh, stop chewing on wires, John. <laughs> <laughs> He's over there like a rabid chip. They're monkey. so good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's Canon Malzahar. Any final thoughts on Canon Malzahar? I dig him. I'd read more stories about him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's cool. He's cooler than I was expecting for sure. I yeah. thought it was going to be kind of lame. If he's left out of the void event, I'm going to be really peeved. And it seems like how could they leave him out? But Callista was left out of the fucking Rise of the Sentinels, so it's definitely possible. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I completely agree. I, uh, mm -hmm. I'm I'm rooting for you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> you got this, man. I mean, not, I hope you don't succeed in your plan, but you know, you we know. want you around. Yeah. <laughs> Dig your holes, dude. Yeah, yeah. Live Put your, your life. best life. Yeah. <laughs> Dig your best life. <laughs> All right. Uh, now he has one quote. I mean, he doesn't have a lot of quotes. He's got he's got one that's a I reference think he has to something. More than one. <laughs> uh, Nico. Actually, the one that I quoted, "Oblivion awaits," is a dark archon quote from Starcraft: Brood War. Suffering Ooh. awaits. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yup. <laughs> That was my Vagar impression a little early. It's a very good Vagar impression. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I feel like the Dark Archons also sound exactly like <laughs> Malzahar. I don't really... So it made it especially obvious. I was never super big into StarCraft, I'll be honest with you. Like, I'm from... I know what these things are, but more through, like, cultural osmosis. Um, <laughs> that being said, it's interesting because Cassadin is very pro um, and, yeah. and they're so tied together. 
and I think we said it during the Cassidy episode. Like I'm sure a bunch of those those original Riot guys were all playing a, you know, big oh, StarCraft absolutely. RTS fo- people. So yeah, yeah, interesting. Um, now let's hop into the exciting world of AU's. <laughs> not a lot of them. They're not as many as I expected. He has a lot of skins for the amount of AU's he's a part of. Uh, first off, we've got Arcade, where there are uh, three factions within this setting. The gamers, who are jumping into gaming worlds, the natives of the game worlds, and rogue bosses, who cause havoc in the game worlds. And there are also variations within these factions. And this one is Battle Boss Malzahar. A boss hailing from a long-forgotten game cabinet, Malzahar broke free from the last remaining copy of his game to invade nearby machines. Now he has made his way to Arcade World, shredding the code of his enemies with an army of intelligent viruses. Cool. I like the, it, Ralph. I like the bit crushing <laughs> on the voice on this one. Like, I can't understand what the fuck he's saying, but it's a nice touch. <laughs> Uh, Now we have a world breaker. In the end, the moon will smother the sun, and in that hopeless dawn, four titans will rise to shatter the world itself. Though, interestingly, that lore was for the first string of world breaker. Oh. Uh, Malzahar falls within a second wave of titans who came after the world healed itself from the first wave. So he's actually the fifth titan. They were like, (laughs) they came up with this AU, and then they're like, wait, we want more than four skins. (laughs) That was was pretty chill. We gotta do more. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) <laughs> the, the, the the world got better now it's breaking again there's four uh, new ones uh, this one's world breaker Malzahar with the world revitalized there came another wave of titans most fearsome of all was Malzahar the once great protector of animals vengeful over the horrors of the previous extinction the holy shaman succumbed to anger and there in the depths of his rage his magic turned dark fueling a fury to end all life from the depths of the seas to the peaks of mountains. Cool. This skin looks real cool, I will say. I don't think I've ever fucking like seen one. it in-game. but uh, I play it a lot in ARAM. You may have seen it without realizing that maybe, you've seen it. Maybe. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm so busy. I'm so busy with other things, you know? So busy rocking that ARAM. I normally, I normally do a chroma, though, make him look pink. <laughs> mm, maybe that's it, even. Yeah. Uh. I like this one, though. A lot of his skins came... Like, I remember... Because I started playing Malzahar a couple years ago. Um, you know, in ARAMs. And it only really had up till Arcade. Like, Worldbreaker, Bizahar, and Debonair are all, like, pretty recent. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah, like a wave of them. Yeah. Uh, speaking of which, next up is Bees! Bees! <laughs> it's the name of the AU, set in a world where champions are bees, dressed as bees, or beekeepers. <laughs> and this one is Bizahar. Open your true mind and believe. That's the whole thing. That's fantastic. Good. Do all the bee skins just have one yes, bee they do. pun <laughs> sentence? Okay. Awesome. I love it. What a wild skin line. <laughs> They're so good, though. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, now we got Snowdown Showdown, set around the mythos and festivals of Runeterra's time of Snowdown and real-world winter holiday festivals, most notable one being Christmas, and all the champion skins were inspired by these regional or festive cultures. Snowdown Showdown encompasses three sub-themes, General Snowdown Showdown, Snow Day, and Winter Wonderland. And this one is Snow Day Malzahar. Prophets of Doom love a snow day as much as anybody. Perhaps even more, since Malzahar knows everything will one day be swallowed by the void. Clad in fashionable winter gear and flanked by an army of voidling poros, he's ready to usher in the snowball apocalypse. Ooh. Oh, I thought that became a fashion show halfway through. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, anyway. Sporting the hottest of the <laughs> winter fashion. And right. look at those boots. <laughs> now we've got Hextech. Now at the forefront of science and art, Hextech has evolved from its rudimentary beginnings into a modern renaissance of intricate artificial life forms capable of free will. Skilled artificers lead the medium into a bold new future, but what it will bring, none can say. This is Hextech Malzahar. Upon hearing that the origin of Hextech lay in his homeland of Shirima, Malzahar ventured out into the wastes alone. 
There, after suffering a life-changing revelation, he became its greatest messenger, claiming to see prophecies of the coming of a second Hextech renaissance. Oh, okay. So, so you it's... know, Malzahar, but with Hextech. So, like, yeah, across the board. <laughs> but he's blue now. Interesting. Now he's blue. I like the splash on this one a lot, too, I will say. I don't know about the in-game, yeah. but the splash I really like. That, that <clears throat> I definitely like... haven't seen this one in-game. So, yeah. Um... yeah, me neither. Is this one through that's through like Hextech crafting, was, maybe? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say either that or I think there are some Hextech skins that are also Wild Vaulted Rift exclusives. Or, oh, mm, maybe. Oh, maybe. I don't think that one is, but yeah. Uh, finally, we've got Crime City Nightmare. In a city where drink is cheap and life is cheaper, eldritch horrors lurk in the shadows, preying upon mankind's greed and envy. Backroom black markets have given rise to elixirs, a valuable magical export whose production spells money and influence should any gang find a way to corner the market, vying for control with the help of twisted, unearthly terrors, enforcers, mob bosses, and cronies alike, invite unknowable corruption in for a chance at true power. This one is Debonair Malzahar, an associate of LeBlanc's from her days in Crime City, now established as a mover and shaker in his own right. While the two cross paths on occasion, Malzahar has certain outside interests to consider, and those business partners have promised him more than any mortal could ever dream of. Which I think makes the very first person we've talked about that's a part of this AU that at all references anything Eldritch. Yeah. <laughs> God damn, that's yeah. a hell of a call out. What do y'all think of this one? Because he looks so different from like almost any other skin, he, maybe. He does. They were like... He's got his scarf and he floats. <laughs> That's kind of it. I haven't seen it in game. I really, really want to see it in game. Yeah. But. Yeah, I feel like the debonair skins in general look pretty cool in game. I'm sure. I was curious because it's like, it is very, it's like very different. But like normally when it's something very different, it's like, oh, he's all bees or some shit. But to like, like do this with him, I think it's kind of, it's kind of <laughs> neat. I don't know. I like skins that make them look really different rather than just like a, like a recolor, like a few of his other kind of like older skins yeah. are, you know? He's got some good I ones like the on. ones that look different, but keep enough of like the the things that make them the characters they are that you can still identify them in mm. in game. Yeah, like is it like about like silhouette stuff or more like I'm just like or is it more like uh, I don't know, like particle types? I'm just curious what you like. Uh, a silhouette's a big one, I think. Some particle stuff for sure. Yeah, I know. I have like. Um, God, I have the hardest time differentiating, I think, between some of the Academy skins. Mm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Like, anytime I see Garen, I'm like, is that Darius? Or is yeah. Darius Garen? <laughs> or when you get, like, um, like Caitlyn mixed with, like, uh, maybe not Academy. I was thinking more like Battle, like, like Battle Academia a bit when, like, Caitlyn mixed with, like, uh, there's yeah. just some others that, like, when they're when they're all in the mix together, it's like, I don't know who the fuck these, these anime people are. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, yeah. Hmm. And I have just a few fun facts for Malzahar. Uh, Malzahar is voiced by Vic Mignogna. And uh, his story might be referencing Abdul Al-Hazred from the Cthulhu Mythos by oh, H.P. Lovecraft. Okay. Mm-hmm. I can see like influence, yeah. right? Or like mm-hmm. yeah. oh, homage, is that a word you would say? I don't know. I don't know that story in yeah. particular, but just like a lot of the, the themes and elements, you know? Yeah. The uh, the eye in his forehead is a physical manifestation of Malzahar's connection with the void. Oh. Mm. His gooey purple eye. His gooey purple eye. <laughs> I wouldn't like. I wouldn't have said that's an eye. It's just like, it's just a, an abscess. In yeah. his forehead. <laughs> it's a great. It's a little wart. His little void wart. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> uh, Malzahar and his voidlings dance. Is you can't touch this by MC Hammer. <laughs> Making, I think, the second champion that dances to that. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah, Jace also does. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. I mean, it makes more sense with Jace. I feel like they need to change Malzahar's dance. Mm, yeah. Hey, he had it first. He was first. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Uh, and then, last one. Upon the removal of ZZ Rot Portal in patch uh, 9.23... <laughs> Gathering Swarm stacks for Void Swarm were renamed to ZZ Rot Swarm mm. to honor the item. Cool. That's neat. Which also might imply that those Voidlings are the same as whatever Voidlings were summoned from ZZ Rot. They look similar. Yeah. I mean, you know, 
boilings, right? You know, they they all <laughs> they all look alike. Wow, to me. Mark. Right. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool. But that's uh, that's Malzahar. Yeah, that's Malzahar. Yeah. Doesn't have a lot going on, but maybe we'll see some more soon with the Void event. Yeah. The Void event that we've been talking about for like a full year. Basically the entire length of this podcast. We're like, there's going to be a Void event, right? It's going to be big. <laughs> yeah. You heard it here first, folks. Yep. We're yeah. on the ship from the beginning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No other <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> League of Legends content creators. Have We're ever the seen. only one who thought that the Void was going to be bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're villains, y'all. I don't know. <laughs> mm. this might be a hot take, right. but <laughs> so the deep insights you come here for. <laughs> it's not. It's for the sex jokes. I understand. Mouths are hard and holes, man. Yeah, yeah. stuffed by the Void. <laughs> <laughs> Um, all right, any final Malzahar thoughts? I think we said it all. He's got a lot of potential. Yeah, I think the most in a long time that yeah. we've seen. Yeah, I'd be yeah. excited to read another Malzahar short story. Yeah. Some Malzahar, yeah. like, Kaisa interactions. Love mm-hmm. that. I'd yeah. love to see him fucking with Kaisa, because oh, yeah. I think Kaisa would just, I mean, obviously she would hate him so much, and he would just love that he hates her. And he'd probably be fascinated with the the like morphing that she has with the yeah. void a little bit that would probably be really fascinating to him he'd want to utilize that oh yeah absolutely yeah there's yeah. a there's so much potential like for the <laughs> dynamic between him and her like yeah yeah mm-hmm. i would love it yeah okay well that's it that's malzahar we did it before Wee. i get the ball rolling i'm so dumb for maokai it's is it treant is that how you say that word that's why I always, yeah, okay. I always said treant, I think. But I was like, treant? That just seems... <laughs> it seems like it should be treant. Treant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening. <laughs> we have a Twitter. It's at Loreheads. And we're also on Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Loreheads. We stream on Saturdays. And John does some TFT on Mondays. We post these on YouTubes. YouTubes. The okay. YouTubes. We post these on the YouTubes. <laughs> Have you been there? Have you been to the YouTubes? This great new website. It's going to take off, website. I promise. It's like television. <laughs> 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 anyway, uh, John has some parody videos there along with these episodes. We have a Discord. You can find the link in the description of this episode. And it's also pinned to our Twitter. And we have a Patreon. Thank you so much to all of our patrons. But a very special thank you to our Madarda tier patrons. D. Smurfs, Jeremy Rich, King of Hearts, Milect, and Chupa Mustache. <laughs> if you were all caught mm. in the void, I would come get you. He'd dig a hole. I, I'd dig a hole real good. <laughs> <laughs> then you get stuffed by the void. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be starring in that fan fiction, Stuffed by the Void. Mm. Oh, now we're just threatening them. For just three ninety nine a minute, you too could be stuffed by the void. <laughs> <laughs> Three ninety nine for the first ten minutes after ten minutes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> oh man. Uh, and be sure to join us next week as we have some more um, horrible puns. I'm sure when we talk about the twisted tree ant Maokai. <laughs>